It is February 9th. But I have a beef with Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas and what he said a moment ago in the weather. Our snow needs to be freshened up? No, it doesn't. Our snow needs to go away. Um, and, you know, once upon a time, maybe I was a snow lover as a kid, so on and so forth. I'm done. I'm good. Um, we can continue this gradual snow melt. But I, I would say we, we get into early March. Uh, maybe state wrestling tournament. For sure by the state boys hockey tournament. I, I'd be happy if the snow is mostly gone. Um, so, Paul, I, I disagree. Our snow is starting to look grungy. Um, yeah, because that then it means it's going to melt faster. It's going to soak up more of those sun's rays, and, and it'll be out of here. Uh, but that's me. Now, now, granted, I know there are people that make their living snow removal of the ski resorts, etc., there's people that want to get out in snowshoe and cross-country ski, etc. But uh, that that's why I'm in favor of the slow melt. We don't want to overwhelm the, the creeks and the streams and ultimately our rivers. So l- let's just continue with the snow melt. I don't need any more. Uh, we've had enough. I am good. I think the Green Bay Packers have had enough as well. And even though this is generally Viking country here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, there are plenty of Green Bay Packer fans in these parts. I work with a lot of them. Um, I, I think about my full-time job in the printing business, and, and I've worked in in radio in some way, shape, or form my entire adult life. But, but I've been a role player off the bench ever since coming to CCO in the late 90s. So I, I've had a full-time gig, and that's happened to be in the printing business. And I've always worked with mostly Viking fans and some Packer fans. And in our office, I can think of three or four big-time Packer fans in the office. And I I haven't really gone to them and said, what do you think for sure? But I'm getting the sense that Green Bay Packer fans want to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And I can't blame them. And I, I was raised a Viking fan. And in January of 99, I became a Viking observer. It's part of the gig. You got to follow the team. You got to understand what's going on. But I'm not emotionally invested in the purple the way I was as a boy and as a young man. I've kind of moved on to a point where I watch, I observe, but if they get beat, they get beat. If they win, they win. Um, I can't go there anymore post January of '99. That said, NFC Championship game in the wake of the 15-1 and season. Randy Moss at the peak of his powers. They were 15-1. and They were going to Miami for the Super Bowl, and they were going to win the damn thing. And when they got beat by the Dirty Birds, 
at the Metrodome. I'm like, I can't go there anymore. Can't do it anymore. So that, that's how I would say I'm a Viking observer. I'm a fan of the league. My favorite player, Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City. Um, that That's appointment viewing for me. I have to watch the Vikings. I have to pay attention. I still enjoy the games. Uh, there were some wildly entertaining games this season. But for Green Bay Packer fans, it, it's time. And it has nothing to do with that kooky story about Aaron Rodgers post-Super Bowl sometime next week uh, going to what is called a darkness retreat. Uh, He said on the Pat McAfee show that it'll be a four-day, four-night darkness retreat. And, you know, however you do it, get away from it all, shut off the cell phone, don't go on the computer, don't be on social media, don't watch TV. And just settle in. Now, if you need to do that in total darkness or go to a cabin in the woods or whatever, you know, however people make big decisions. But my sense is, is with Aaron Rodgers, as an observer from this side of the St. Croix, is that Aaron Rodgers has been calling all the shots. He got a big extension. Now, granted, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL has he won as many Super Bowls as maybe he should have? Probably not. But he still is one of the all-time greats. First ballot Hall of Famer, no question. He will be in Canton, Ohio, and rightfully so. He is a great football talent. There, There is no doubt about it. But he's pushing 40 years old. And do you really want this drama every year with Aaron Rodgers? And the attitude. Does Aaron Rodgers really want to be there? You wonder. My brother-in-law, who lives in Sioux Falls, the former uh, teacher and coach, is retired now. Hardcore Green Bay Packer fan. One of the biggest Packer fans. I mean, he goes back to the old days. And and I I don't mean the glory days of Bart Starr. I I mean the post Bart Starr, Vince Lombardi, Packers of the 70s when they struggled, when they were dominated by the Vikings. He's that kind of Packer fan, through thick and thin. And you get to a point where it's like, it's time to move on. And that's tough in sports because you feel like they're in the mode of maybe we can do it one more time with Aaron Rodgers? And do they have the supporting cast? Do they have the people around Aaron Rodgers to make one more run in 23? No, no, there's a contract. But it would be interesting if they said, we want to move on. Because clearly, every NFL team has the ability to write a check to a player and move on. And as an outside observer... I would be in that mode. I would be in the mode of I'm willing to write the check and move on. I have no idea if Jordan Love's long-term answer. Really, no NFL team knows. It's kind of like the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. In reality, what have the Minnesota Vikings won with Kirk Cousins at quarterback? They haven't won anything. They won a division crown, and then they were quickly 
booted out of the playoffs, substandard defense. But with, with Aaron Rodgers, they, they've got to the playoffs. They've got to the championship game. Have they maxed out? Is it time to take a step back, turn the page, and start the next chapter of Green Bay Packer history? If you've got a thought, and you're a Packer fan, I'd certainly love to hear from you on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line, 651-461-9226. That isn't ceding the division to the Vikings or the Lions. Uh, The Bears have a ways to go. But is it time? Have you had it with Aaron Rodgers? And from the outside looking in, I would. And once again, it has nothing to do with this darkness retreat or what he's going to do post-Super Bowl and kind of keep the drama going and make it all about Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not really sure what I want to do. Am I going to retire? Am I going to come back? Would I accept the trade? When in reality... NFL teams really hold the upper hand in all of this because every NFL team is filthy rich. They can buy out Aaron Rodgers. What what's what do you need, Aaron? An agent? So so we can part ways. And then you can just move on with your life. And if you want to play, play somewhere else. But it's not going to be here. And we're going to write that check. And we're going to move on. That's what I would do. Be done with it. And and maybe make the announcement during the darkness retreat. And just tell the world when he comes out of seclusion, we've already made our decision. We're going to write the check. We're going in a new direction. Goodbye. 651-461-9226. It is the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Uh, Super Bowl coming up down in Arizona, Kansas City, and Philadelphia. We'll get into that as well here on the program. And we've still got a lot of great guests coming up on the show tonight. Steve Thompson sitting in for Henry Lake here on the Lake Show. Ron Syrak's going to talk golf, PGA Tour, LPGA. Uh, we're, we're getting into the thick of it, still on the West Coast Swing. Uh, the WM Open down in Scottsdale, always a tradition on Super Bowl weekend. And one of the big events now on the West Coast Swing. We'll, we'll get Ron's thoughts about that. Uh, Reed Spencer, NASCAR Wire Service after 8. Speed Weeks coming up at Daytona. Count down to the Daytona 500, the Great American Race. And then uh, Girls Hockey uh, moves into section play. Who's going to win it all? Uh, it's been all about Edina or Andover. Huskies have won two of the last three. They're the defending champs. But Minnetonka ranked number one. We'll get David LeVake's thoughts on that following the weather at 8.30. It is all coming up here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Yeah, there, there's no doubt if I'm the Green Bay Packers, it's time to move on. The, this endless drama about Aaron Rodgers and is he happy in the body language and um, just I'm the smartest guy in the room act. Yes, great quarterback. Their, their run of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers is extraordinary. And when you move on from a great quarterback, you have no idea what's next. 
don't really know over the long haul if love can play. But it is time. It is time. I I would just flat out move on. And and I honestly believe if you pulled the owners, the fans, the, the people that own stock in the Green Bay Packers, and, and they have a great fan base, you, you have to tip their cap. I, I know there's a lot of hatred among Viking fans for Packer fans, and most of it's good-natured. Um, but the, the, the point being is that haven't you had enough of this guy? Isn't it time to just part ways and start that next chapter? I, I certainly do. A uh, couple of great quarterbacks in the Super Bowl this Sunday, 5.30 kickoff, Glendale, Arizona, Jalen Hurts against Patrick Mahomes, Philadelphia and Kansas City. A razor-thin margin, almost a flip of the coin. Uh, and this game did open uh, Philly a one-and-a-half point favorite, and it it's held steady. Uh, Philly's still a one-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, the over-under has jumped a point, opened at 49-and-a-half, now at 50-and-a-half. And obviously weather is not going to be a factor. Field conditions are not going to be a factor in this game. I, I don't gamble on sports as a rule. Technically, it's not legal uh, here in Minnesota. When it is, I, I might. Um, but, you know, I, like I say, I played fantasy football. I think technically isn't that gambling, I, I guess. I, I've been involved in, in some pools at work. Technically, I guess that's gambling. But um, as, as far as going to a sports book, been to Vegas a couple of times years ago, laid down some wagers. But, um, I, I really think this is a true flip of the coin game. I think it could be an outstanding Super Bowl. Now, turnovers or injuries could could change that picture. But if Patrick Mahomes is relatively healthy, they'll obviously move the ball. I think uh, even against this Eagles defense, that maybe doesn't get enough credit. I, I think this is a very good Eagles, a balanced team with Jalen Hurts in the lineup. And then, of course, there's the health of Jalen Hurts. So both quarterbacks, injury history this season, but both are terrific quarterbacks. And, you know, legitimate MVP candidates. Uh, the conventional wisdom is is that Mahomes is the MVP, but Jalen Hurts should be second. Joe Burrow was terrific. Justin Jefferson was, was a finalist, and rightfully so. But... Uh, Two, two terrific players. You have all the storylines you would want. Um, I, I guess you can just flip a coin. I'm really at flip a coin in this one. Um, if I actually had to lay down my hard-earned money, I would probably, if I had to, if it's kind of like you have to put down a bet and pick a winner in this game, I guess I lean Eagles because I think defensively, they're a little better than the Kansas City Chiefs. They're a little bit more balanced, but it's close. Uh, Josh Wheeler is our producer. Josh, same deal. If you had to lay down a wager, who do you like? Uh, honestly, Jalen Hurts strictly on the on the back of just the well-rounded team that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, 
Even with Mahomes banged up, I just don't know what he can bring to the table. Obviously, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's a gamer. He knows how big this moment is, so he'll fight through any pain that he may feel, no matter how like legit this injury still is for him. And I'm, I'm sure he's been rehabbing it like crazy and whatnot and getting ready for today's game. But, yeah, I think uh, I, I think the Eagles will win a very, very tight margin uh, come Sunday. Yeah, I, I say the same thing every Super Bowl, and I have. Since I was a kid, and the Vikings' last appearance in the seventies, it's all I want is a good game. If if the team I grew up cheering for isn't there, just want a good game. I I just want to be entertained deep into the fourth quarter. And there was a stretch uh, where there are a lot of super blowouts, but we we've had some good ones. We've had some drama late, and and that's what I'm in for. Uh, like Hurts, love Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey <laughs> is unstoppable. And, you know, Mahomes, in in that AFC championship game, uh, with that high ankle sprain, I was pretty impressed. And now he's had a couple of weeks to, to heal further. And around the house, I care about the football. And then uh, my wife and daughter, still at home, Excited about Rihanna performing at halftime. And and I guess I am too. Well, we'll see what she brings because she's been away from the scene. And and my daughter made this point about Rihanna. Um, she She's had tremendous success in the music industry and then went off and got involved in fashion and has had tremendous success. By all reports, is a billionaire now and then decides to come back to the music scene, and I think I'm going to come back at the Super Bowl. That, that's impressive. What better way, What better stage to do it, though? Well, yeah. I mean, but think about it, and that's what my daughter has said. You know, she's kind of like, Dad, think about this. She steps away um, from music where she had unbelievable success, gets into another endeavor, has tremendous success in fashion, becomes a mom along the way, and then says, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to come back and I'm going to do it in front of the biggest annual television audience at the Super Bowl. That, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. 7.30, uh, golf journalist extraordinaire Ron Syrak is going to join us after the weather. Uh, we'll think of warmer days, talk PGA Tour, talk LPGA in the start of the 23 season. We're, we're going to ask Ron about something that um, I, I read an article about. I want to get Ron's thoughts about it. The fact that the PGA Tour stop at Pebble Beach, the AT&T Pro-Am, doesn't really have the luster among the pros. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, by the way, the U.S. Women's Open uh, this summer at Pebble Beach. All of that coming up with Ron Syrak. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. It is certainly not golf weather here in the upper Midwest. Uh, windy 33 degrees. We're gradually chipping into that snowpack that's been with us now for for quite a while. We had a, a very snowy winter, but mild temps. The snow will eventually go away, and we'll be able to play golf in these parts. Ron Syrak joins us, golf journalist extraordinaire. Uh 
winner of many awards from the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour. Ron, always good to visit with you. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Yeah, and they're uh, down in Phoenix. Play was suspended today. Uh, the WM Open. It is amazing how this event has evolved to to be one of the more popular spots. It draws a a, a great field, huge crowds. It, it's a three-ring circus in Scottsdale. Yeah, I remember when they used to boast that they were getting 120, 140,000 people for the week there, and, and they were proud of that. Now they get that many on one day on Saturday there. It's become a, sort of a big frat party. Uh, yeah. the, the, the scene at the 16th hole, the par three there, is I think they've, they've built up stands for about 20,000 people around that green. It's unlike anything else in golf. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where I wouldn't want to see it every week, but, boy, having it one week a year is sort of fun. Yeah, it, it is, and you you got to give them credit for carving out my my yep. brother and his wife went down there one year, and I think it was something work related, uh, or at least that's a rumor. And they <laughs> they went, and they they said it was insane. That you know, he, and he's been to majors at Hazeltine and that sort of thing. And majors are a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but that that scene at the TPC of Scottsdale was unique. They had a great time. The only thing that comes remotely close to it would be a Ryder Cup, you know, uh, that, sure. that sort of, that sort of uh, uh, intensity and insanity. But you don't get anything near like this because, you know, there's a lot of people that, that not only is this the only golf tournament that they go to all year, it's probably the only time they pay attention to golf the entire year. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are just out there to party and have fun. And now this year they've got um, – there's, there's always been a lot of – Big name players who who were put off by the atmosphere and and would not not play there. But they should they got twenty two of the top twenty five in the world ranking, and uh, it's one of the designated events. A new thing the PGA Tour has this year. So in addition to that crazy crazy crowd there, they've got a crazy crazy field too. Yeah, and I I saw a piece and I can't remember who did it, and I I apologize, but it talked about the West Coast swing. And and for people in the upper Midwest or out east like you, Ron, uh, this is an important kickoff. They start in Hawaii with the Tournament of Champions. They go to the Sony Open. Then they go to California. They're out in the Palm Springs area. And then they go to Torrey Pines and up to Pebble Beach and then to Arizona, Scottsdale, where they're at this week. And then they finish at Riviera, one of my favorite events. Love to play there someday, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, but Pebble Beach is a tour spot has lost some of its luster because of its spot, uh, the, the Pro-Am. It was, it was really interesting, and I, I didn't know that as a golf fan watching it every year on television that, and, and you notice the, the field doesn't have a ton of big names uh, anymore that – it's it's kind of losing its luster, which is insane to me because they get to play Pebble Beach. Yeah, you know, it's what's happened at Pebble Beach is sort of an indication of how sort of corporate players have become. You know that that they they like to be in their tunnel and 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 be focused on competing when they're out there, and it's hard enough players. <laughs> Players don't like playing in the pro-am that they do on the Wednesday before every tournament, let alone to be at a PGA Tour event where you've got amateurs in your group for the entire week. You know, that's, that is hard. It is a distraction, and there's some players who are, who are put off by that. 
Now, what a lot of players don't realize, too, that they, that they should pay more attention to is um, um, it's networking. Because these, um, you know, this not so much Pebble Beach is not so much celebrities anymore as it is CEOs out there. It's a yeah. good place to meet really, really important people. Uh, you know, VJ Singh ran into Ted Fortsman playing at the uh, at the Pebble Beach Pro Am in 1992, and and because of his friendship with Ted Fortsman, uh, uh, an investment banker, uh, it it made millions of dollars many time over for VJ because uh, because he got. Uh, he got to know the guy, and he got to be brought in on deals with the guy. So it's that kind of networking to reach out. But uh, you're right about uh, Riviera is a truly special golf course. It's a great place to go there. Um, uh, it, this week at Phoenix, I've spent a lot of time in Phoenix. There's a whole bunch of people from your part of the country who are snowbirds down oh, there. Yeah. You know, you drive around and you drive around through golf courses there, and you see. You see Packers banners and Bears banners and uh, and Vikings banners and all, oh, all yeah. these uh, teams from the uh, uh, Midwest up there, and uh, they love they love this week. Yeah, my mom and dad spend a lot of time down in Arizona, and where where they live in the winter months, there, there's a lot of Minnesotans and uh, yeah. folks from Wisconsin. It, it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, they, they all share the same accent, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Well, my part of the country here in the Northeast, everybody goes to Florida, but right. in the Midwest, they go to Arizona and, uh, yeah. and yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's what you're absolutely right. You hit on the right thing about that. They carved out an identity for this tournament. And, uh, it, early on, it was an identity to put off some of the players. Tiger Woods never liked to play in it because of the craziness that was going there. But the identity that they've carved out for themselves has now made it really a must-see must see event. It's a lot of fun to watch on television, that's for sure. Yeah, and this is an event with, with the elevated purse and the, these elevated events. We, we saw one at Torrey Pines. And it, we're, we're already starting to see, I, I guess you will, the live influence and what the PGA <laughs> tour did to change and make sure that some players stayed put um we we are seeing that input or that impact on the schedule and these elevated events if you will having added importance because importance because there's just a lot more money on the table yeah i think that there's a lot of innovative changes that are going to be that they're going to speed up because of live you know and these designated events is one of the things you know for years, they've been talking about that. The LPGA used to have a one-in-four rule, which is every four you had to play every tournament on the schedule at least once in a four-year cycle. And um, and the PGA Tour players uh, always opposed that. And what it meant, there were some events like the John Deere Classic in, in you know in uh, in Iowa, which um, doesn't get a very very strong field out there. And I always thought that they should make the players play every event at least once in a certain cycle. And they're moving towards doing something like that now. They have the designated events for this year. The next thing to see is whether those designated events, will they have different designated events next year? So maybe something like a a Pebble Beach, you know, has a a carrot out there on the stick to encourage players to be there. So, um, um, changes are coming that 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 are are sped up because of the uh, the live uh, influence. Yeah, and you, you've got the 3M Open now at the TPC of the Twin Cities, 
And it, it is a popular event among the spectators. Certainly golf fans in these parts show up for majors and show up every year now uh, out at the TPC of the Twin Cities. But that has been a concern since that event was born. It's what kind of field because of its proximity to the Open Championship across the pond and the, the, the travel, et cetera, its spot in the schedule. And that's another factor in all of this. You, there, there's, there's only so many great dates on the PGA Tour calendar in relation to the majors. Yeah, and somebody's got to be the week before the British Open, you know, and usually that's like John Deere, and John Deere gets hurt. And they've tried to do everything. They have charter planes, you know, sure. they fly players over on Sunday night after the event. But it's really hard because there is, you know, Phil Mickelson liked to play the week before a major. Tiger Woods never would play a week before a major, or very rarely, you know. So there are different players, who, who but, yeah. but they do have their schedule set up so that they can peak those four weeks of the year for the majors. So uh, it, it's hard. I, I think these changes with the designated events and stuff, I think what we're going to see, as we're seeing this week, as I said, 22 of the top 25 in the world rankings are in Phoenix. We're going to see that more often, where the best players in the world are together more frequently than, than they used to be under the old schedule. Now I want to get back to Pebble Beach, and uh, the top uh, women in the world will be at Pebble Beach. Yep. Coming up uh, for a major, and, and that uh, terrific venue because it isn't the longest golf course in the world, but uh, certainly it's going to be a great challenge for the women. Yeah, and and you know it, it's great for the women's game because what ha- when women play at at uh, a venue that that's held a men's major, and they have two this year because they're playing the women's PGA at Baltus Roll. But, you know, when they play at a place like a, like a, a Hazel team, you know, or something, people tune in to watch because they want to see how the women handle a golf course they're familiar with from having seen the men play. And Pebble oh, Beach, sure. people, people tune in to watch Pebble Beach just to see Pebble Beach. You know, it's just that's a golf course that televises really well. So I think there are going to be people who watch the U.S. Women's Open this year who don't normally watch women's golf. Some of those yeah. people will realize this is a good product, and they'll come back and they'll become fans. Yeah, and uh, Ron, you've you've covered for a long time. L- l- let's talk about that. We're, we're the the LPGA Tourist trajectory uh, continues to trend up. Uh, they're headed in the right direction. Yeah, they're going over a hundred million dollars in prize money this yeah. year, uh, but. This is still the 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 fact that you can't get around. They're still playing for about twenty percent the prize money that men play for, and the same amount and same thing in endorsement deals. You know, they they get a fraction of what it is for the men, and and the key factor for that is going to be um, TV revenue. Uh, as great of a job as Golf Channel Golf Channel does televising women's golf, they need to have network coverage on the weekend. That's where you broaden your fan base and you reach the casual fan and you bring it in. And that's why something like playing Pebble Beach this year is big for them. As I said, there will be people who will watch women's golf for the first time and realize, wow, good product. Uh, but, uh, and the other thing that's happening, too, that's, that's helping women's golf is the college game has gotten so much better. And, that, that, and players are coming out of college golf ready to step right onto the tour and win. You know, we saw it with Jennifer Cupcho and – and Maria Fossey and the great shootout they had at the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Uh, so the women's game just continues, continues, 
to move up. And, um, you know, we even got some, uh, I think, three Americans among the top ten in the world right now. One of the things you brought up, and a final thought, Ron, before we run out of time, you know, we, we see kind of at the end of the season uh, some events, but it would be a huge benefit. And there's a lot of talk about growing the game. PGA Tour, LPGA Tour doing a combined event somewhere on the schedule. I, think I would, would like to. Huge. I would like to see an event that's an official event on both tours. And there's so many different ways of doing it. You could have a, a mixed team uh, a best ball event. Uh, sure. You could have an you can have an event where the men and the women are playing the same venue, go off and alternating threesomes. The women play from the LPGA tees, the men from the PGA Tour tees, and you have two different winners. You could have team events. And Absolutely. TV executives that I talk to, they really want this. They, want, they, 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 want, they like the idea of something different out there. And mixed-gender events, uh, I think we're going to see it sooner rather than later, but there needs to be official events on both tours that are mixed-gender. Yeah, and, and I would think, I brought up the 3M Open at the TPC of the Twin Cities. Uh, some of those events that are maybe squeezed by the majors uh, around the Open Championship in the summer, the British Open, um, that that would be a great spot in the schedule to try something like that to, to, to create some buzz and some interest in those events. Or the PGA Tour stop now in, in Detroit would, would be another one. I, th- those are two in the summer months that really come to mind. they got to figure out the prize money thing. That's the problem. Yep. As I said, the women play for so much less than the men. You know, an LPGA tournament might have a $3 million purse, a $2 million purse. The men's winner in a PGA Tour event is going to get $2 million. So, you know, that, that purse disparity, yep. they've got to figure out a way to have enough money to be there to attract the men to play. Yeah, I, I love those ideas, Ron. Well, it's always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time. And uh, we're, we're headed in the right direction. The days are getting longer. The snowpack <laughs> is starting to melt in these parts. Hey, I played today here on Cape Cod. So, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, were, we, we made it into the low 50s, so. Well, that that is awesome. We'll 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 be there in another six seven weeks, I think. All yeah. right, take care. Talk Ron. You down the road, my friend. Yep. All right, there he is, Ron Syrak, golf journalist extraordinaire, uh, award winner uh, from the PGA and LPGA tours. Nine minutes now in front of eight o'clock here at News Talk E three O W C C O. You see the story about Chick Fil A testing a cauliflower sandwich. Uh, Yes, Chick-fil-A is going to go with a plant-based sandwich. It would be breaded, pressure-cooked cauliflower in place of chicken. And I'd try it. Um, You know, I I have tried the meat substitutes, and it's kind of like, eh. If if you're doing something that's trying to taste like beef, why not just eat beef? Um, Or if you're trying to taste like bacon, why not just eat real bacon? I I would try it, and and maybe there are people that are into it, or uh, vegetarian, etc. I mean... That that's fine. It's not going to be tested in these parts. Denver, Charleston, South Carolina, and in parts of North Carolina. But uh, 
if if it came to the cities, I'd give it a go. Um, and if it tastes like chicken, 